0: I'm Melissa White and welcome to The Spirit Room Podcast. This is a show to help inspire you to live your life to the fullest, but really to learn about those that guide us, our unseen helpers, guides, angels, loved ones in spirit that walk beside us in this life. I'll share with you personal experiences from my life as a professional medium and mentor, I'll also offer you insight into working with the spirit world and introduce you to guests that I find fascinating and that might lead you on your own journey to further discover your own soul's gifts. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. Hi everyone, it's Melissa White. Welcome back to the Spirit Room Podcast. I hope that you're doing well and you're enjoying life. Today the topic is spiritual awakening and it's just me. It's just a solo episode. I'm going to be prefacing this by saying that obviously there's no right or wrong way to have a spiritual awakening and there's no definitive answers that Are going to tell you yes indeed you are or you aren't but from my experience and in my opinion these are some common things that i've noticed in people when they are going through a spiritual awakening so i invite you to relax and just enjoy and here we go so the first thing that i would say is that your whole life when you think about it really is a spiritual awakening In my opinion, we come to Earth, we incarnate. The reason we decide to come back, and I do believe that it is a choice, the reason that we would be so inclined to do so is because we want to make some kind of progress on a soul level. And I really believe that Earth is a really good place to be able to work on some of these very spiritual projects, the soul's progression. There are certain things that we can experience here in a physical world that we're not able to experience in the spirit realm. And I think sometimes because when we think about spirit, the spirit world, that it's so content and peaceful and beautiful, we forget that after a while, some of us, so really everyone who's incarnated right now, I would count each and every one of us as very courageous and very brave to incarnate on earth at this time. Considering everything that's going on and everything that's being worked through energetically, spiritually, we're all brave and we're all courageous. And so when you're a brave and courageous soul, after a while, you're going to start to get antsy you're going to want to explore again. You're going to want to discover more and you're really going to want to progress. And so, one way and a really amazing opportunity is to come to the physical world to try and make that progress. And so, the question has been asked you know, then why the amnesia? Like, why can we not recall or remember? our previous incarnations and i think that if you were able to hold on to like consciously hold on to all of those memories and hold all of that there wouldn't be enough space or room in this life to experience life the way that it's supposed to be to learn what you need to learn so we can know our previous lifetimes and experiences on a soul level and we can be reminded, you know, there's often times that we can be reminded of previous experiences of what we've learned before and what we've come to know and experience before. But I don't think coming in with all of that knowledge at our fingertips is actually the best way for us to learn. It's almost like having a bit of a cheat sheet. And I think for each lifetime to be its own discovery and its own opportunity for growth, there needs to be some level of that amnesia so that we can kind of not be necessarily forewarned of certain things or overly prepared for certain things. We, we almost have to experience things as authentically as we possibly can in order for us to learn the things that we actually need to learn, if that makes sense. So definitely there is a reason for it, for sure. So in ways that you can kind of come into an accelerated period of growth or an accelerated spiritual awakening, definitely grief. Seems to open that door. So when you experience profound loss and grief, someone that you love, oftentimes you go through this journey where you start to question who you are. You start to question what's important to you, what really truly matters. You start to look at life in a different way. I know that when my grandpa passed away years ago, it really Struck me that I was in the wrong job at the time. And he passed, and I was grieving, and I decided to go back to school and complete my education. And it kind of set me on this path where I was really looking at things and evaluating things in a different way. And I know for many people, when they experience grief, so they go through that really, really almost like that dark night of the soul, it does open the door to an awakening you start to question well where is my loved one you know what is life after death what does it consist of what are they doing how are we still connected how can we still have this relationship with each other so it starts to get you asking the questions at least and I think that grief really does have a profound effect on people You know, and it does sort of lead us to want to seek something further, deeper. Definitely. The other thing that really seems to open the door is actually trauma. And it's not a prerequisite. I've had classes where I've said, you know, trauma really is sort of like the almost like a gateway for people to open up. To their spiritual beliefs, to kind of open up to their intuition, to have these profound experiences. And obviously, it's not for everyone. Not everyone who experiences trauma has that. And also, not everyone who's intuitive or on a spiritual journey has endured trauma. So I had a student say, Well, I haven't had any trauma. So, you know, and I said, It's okay. You can still be intuitive and you can still be spiritual, it's not required. (laughs) And so to count yourself really, really fortunate that you haven't experienced, if you haven't experienced trauma. So it definitely does open the door. I find that for some people, you know, if you've experienced, let's say, abuse, oftentimes what happens is you get used to having to be more intuitive because you're always kind of anticipating the actions of someone else. Or you're always feeling into the energy around you to see if you're in danger. So, yes, that's like a trauma response. But, you know, it also does count as intuition. You know, you do count on your intuition in that case. I think, too, when you go through a traumatic experience, like say you go through like a car accident or a big event like that you start to really look at life in a different way and you start to really question your purpose and why you're here and what you want to do what you want to create out of this life and sometimes I think it's when we get pushed to our limits it's when we get pushed to the brink That's when oftentimes we do make these huge realizations. And I think it's human nature. You know, sometimes we have to be almost like hit over the head with something before we pay attention. It's the same with like a health crisis. Oftentimes we take our health for granted and then it takes a big scare or a big crisis to get us to take notice and get us to wake up and really it can begin that process of waking up spiritually and I think it can go two ways you know some people experience trauma they experience a health crisis they experience grief and it hardens them and they go deeper and deeper into their shell and then for other people if it's the right time and they're ready it just cracks them wide open and it's painful to be cracked wide open, but also think it's so beautiful. It's so beautiful. It's so vulnerable and it requires so much courage, but it's such a beautiful thing. So there's those experiences. Near-death experience also would be a really common one that marks the beginning of an awakening, that's for sure. I was 23 when I had my I guess near-death experience I don't know if it counts as a like technical NDE because I didn't see the light and I didn't you know go to the light I don't have conscious memories of all that maybe it's more so like a spiritually transformative experience but I was extremely close to death I will say that and I've talked about it on the show before and lots of you already know what happened but Essentially, I was misdiagnosed a week after giving birth to my son. I was misdiagnosed three or four times, and I actually had a ruptured appendix. And so I ended up last minute getting brought to the emergency room, and they wheeled me into exploratory surgery. So I was praying to God, like, please just let me live. I need to be here. I need to raise my son. He was only a month old, or sorry, a week old. Now he's 18. So a long time ago, but anyways, that began my, a huge acceleration in my spiritual awakening because I had an experience with my loved ones in spirit that came and spoke to me as I was praying to God to just help me live. And when I woke up from the surgery and the surgeon told me I wouldn't have had 24 more hours, like, and I would have died. I just felt Like something shifted in me. And even though I was young, I felt like that experience aged me a lot. Like I became, I don't know, almost like instantly that much more wise. It's almost like I knew things that I hadn't known before, you know, and I really started to see things very clearly. I realized the relationship that I was in, how toxic it had become. And it was difficult. As grateful as I was to be alive and as grateful as I was to be able to have, like, the experience of being able to live and take care of my son, it was very depressing, too, because I felt like all of a sudden I couldn't deny anything to myself any longer. The truth and things became really obvious. So everything that maybe I was in denial about or that I was just glossing over became extremely clear. And so it's tough when you can't just be in ignorant bliss anymore. <laughs> it sucks. Like all of a sudden you have to be so accountable and responsible for your choices and everything. So if I really had to grow up, you know, in that moment. So that was tough, you know, and, and it's sort of like once you see the light, you can't really unsee it. Once you see the truth, you can't unsee it. And so it changed me and it did change me for the better, but I wouldn't say that it was easy to go through. I began to feel very anxious and I began to feel very unsteady, even though I did have this deep down sense of calm and a deep down sense of knowing that everything was going to be okay. So it was almost like my healing physical self was really fighting with the spiritual side of myself. You know, the heart and the head were really at war. The other difficult thing about it is that when you're going through a spiritual transformation, a spiritual awakening, it's kind of common to lose some friendships or for some friendships for you to realize that you've outgrown them or that you've outgrown your relationship or that you've outgrown your job, you've outgrown your home. You know, all of these things really come to the surface and it's very uncomfortable it's really hard i think friend like friend breakups are really painful and i think we all know that romantic partnerships those breakups are horrific but friend breakups are just as sad and just as difficult and so i definitely found that during my spiritual awakening there was at least one there's at least one friend that I had felt, you know, that I had changed and I wasn't really in the friendship anymore. I felt it for a while, but it wasn't until I really started, like, looking at my own soul and really being honest with myself that I realized that I really didn't want to continue with the friendship. And that was really hard because I had history with this person. I loved them. But... I knew that it was it was like a toxic kind of friendship, and I knew that it wasn't good for me. And it ultimately, you know, wouldn't be good for the other person if I was just in it out of obligation. You know, if I just felt that I was supposed to stay in it because we'd just been friends for so long that you could not be, you know, anymore. Or if I was only staying in it to make it less awkward for the rest of our People that we were friends with, you know, it felt inauthentic to do that, and it was really hard. It was really hard. I still think about that person, and I wish them well, and I have good memories, you know, with them. But I do recognize that no, it wasn't the right fit. You know, it just wasn't working. So I think it's it's important to recognize that that can happen when you're changing and growing and shifting and it has nothing to do with you if you're on a spiritual path you're not better than anyone and you're not better than someone who isn't on a spiritual path like that's not that's not the idea it's just that when you start to look at yourself and when you start to be really honest with yourself you're vibrating at a different level and so the vibration maybe that you were in before that was conducive to that friendship is no longer. Sometimes friends will grow with you. Sometimes relationships will grow in your road, but sometimes you grow in different ways. And so it's important to recognize that. I also think that people sometimes assume that a spiritual awakening is so magical and it's like rainbows and shooting stars. you all of this stuff when actually it can be so painful at the same time it is magical at the same time it is beautiful at the same time it is amazing but it's also very intense and so it's almost like you have to recognize that when you're growing, it's like the vulnerability it's sort of that analogy where they liken it to kind of like a seed where you're planted and you're so vulnerable, you're in the dark, kind of, and you're, you know, just growing. And it's that really, really delicate stage where you're so affected by your environment and you're so affected by everything. It's a sensitive time. People start to notice that they might get, they may start seeing signs everywhere, the synchronicities. The most common probably is the repeating numbers, like, when you start seeing 11 all over the place, every single time you look at your phone, you have a license plate in front of you in traffic, it's on a billboard, it's on your receipt at the coffee shop, you know, it's everywhere. Or you start to have these experiences in nature where you've got like a butterfly that come and lands it lands on your, you know, lands on you. Or you find a white feather. In your vehicle somehow or you start to notice you know like the little the little hummingbird that hovers outside your window and stares at you for a long time you know all of those things start to occur sometimes people start getting the buzzing the ringing in their ear which is actually Kind of like the beginnings, sometimes the beginnings of clairaudience connection. Spirit communication coming through in a higher vibration. And so that can be a common thing that occurs. You might also start to notice that you become more sensitive to light. So your eyes, you might notice that you need to wear your sunglasses more and more. Fluorescent lights will seem unbearable for, for many. So that can happen. Your sense of smell can get really heightened you know so you might notice that what else start to notice too you might be more in touch with your emotions you it's almost like there's something of like a it's almost like a spiritual PMS that I can't quite explain it but it's like when you start to get almost like a little bit weepy you might even experience like an irritability and I think When you have that irritability, when you go into a spiritual awakening, it's because it's a normal reaction to change. Like things are changing. Things are becoming more pronounced. You know, the things you need to maybe make some changes in your life, the areas in your life you need to make changes with, that becomes more obvious. And sometimes that's just annoying. Sometimes it's really like we don't want to do it. We don't want to see it. We don't want to look at it. So you could get a bit of that spiritual PMS. So that's common. I would also say you might just get really interested in knowing everything there is to know about energy, about the universe, about spirit, about psychic phenomena, your intuition. You might get interested in energy healing. You know, any of those things that really interest you, inspire you, uplift you, spark your interest, there's a reason for it. You might start to get really curious about spiritual philosophy. You might start thinking about fate versus free will. You might start thinking about, you know, all all kinds of things, contemplating life after death, contemplating what you believe to be true about reincarnation. So, all of those things are signs that you're going through a spiritual awakening. I think questioning is a big one. You know, you start to question the norm, you start to question things, and you don't just take, yes, you know, this is the way it's always been. You don't take that as an answer. You start to really become an independent thinker. You want to think for yourself and you want to discover for yourself. So, I think, you know, all of those. All of those are signs that you are going through an awakening. You'll also notice too, if you start to meet people at the right place and the right time, it's almost like you think about, oh, I'd love to learn about my intuition, but I don't know where to start. And then all of a sudden, your friend tells you about Somebody that's teaching a workshop or a class. I am teaching workshops and classes <laughs> on these things. So if you're listening and you're like, Ooh, I wonder where it'll go. You can reach out and we can definitely chat. So there's that. You also might just come into contact with the right book at the right time. The right, the right information that's put right in front of your face. You know, the universe starts to conspire on your behalf. The universe starts to try and meet you halfway. You might start noticing the miraculousness around you. You know, you might start becoming more and more in tune with the seasons, in tune with the elements, in tune with nature, animals, children, babies, you know, the elderly. You might have this newfound compassion. Not that you weren't compassionate before, but you might really, really start to feel things on a deep level. You might start to find, too, that you're moved, you know, you're emotionally touched and moved by things that maybe before wouldn't have moved you in that way. Oftentimes, people start to have an, oh, an open mind about things. They start to allow themselves the freedom to really be open. You might start feeling like, Do you want to get a reading all the time? And it's not, I remember doing this. I remember getting a bunch of readings at one point when I was younger. And my friend said to me, what are you looking for? Like, what are you seeking? Why do you keep doing this? And I said, it's not, I'm not really seeking anything other than I just love the feeling. And I think what it meant, what I meant was that I just loved being in the presence of spirit. I just loved being in that energy. And it felt so amazing to be a part of it. And so little did I know that I would be facilitating those readings later on in life. But if you find yourself in that way where you're like, oh, I want another reading, sometimes it's because you don't need another reading. You need to learn how to do the reading, okay? Um, Because you want to be that, have that closeness with spirit and you definitely can have that for yourself. So there's plenty more signs, I'm sure. I'm sure there's tons of lists on the internet. But these are just ones that come to mind for me, what I've noticed with myself and with clients and students and things like this. You might also just notice that you become so much more aware. You're just so much more aware of your environment, what's around you and like aware of other people's emotions. You start to feel everything very deeply. You might notice temperature changes like within your body, that's something that can occur. You might also notice when you're going through a spiritual awakening that because you kind of feel a bit unsteady, at times you might even get a bit of like bouts of dizziness. You could notice also deja vu. I remember trying to explain deja vu to my mom when I was little because I would have it all the time when I was a very, very small child. And I don't think she, I don't think I could articulate what I was trying to explain. And I don't think she really knew what I was talking about, but and you know what it is. When you know that you've experienced this moment before, you've heard that word, those words in that exact way, or you've been looking and your head was at exactly this angle at that moment. Like, you know that you, you know it when you experience it. You might notice that with more frequency when you're going through a spiritual awakening. You might also notice that everything goes to, you know what, all at once. So prior to, okay, so I had my near-death experience a week after I had my son. Years later, I had my daughter. After she was born, about three weeks after she was born, my husband at the time got into a really serious car accident. And I remember it was so, I still think back to this. She was usually taking one route home from work, and I had found a baby swing on Craigslist that I had wanted him to pick up for me on the way home from work, and he hadn't done it. He forgot, like, a few days in a row until finally that day that he went to work, I said, oh, can you please, please, please grab this baby swing for me at this address, like, after work. It meant he had to take a different route home from work. he did it. He got the swing. And then he also got into this very, very serious car accident that was no fault of his own, just at the right place at the right time. Or I guess you could say the wrong place at the right time, but I really don't think so because I really think this is something that was going to occur, that was meant to occur, unfortunately. So he got into a serious car accident to the point where he was debilitated, could not work, and he was the one that had been the the main provider. Like, I was on mat leaves from... Teaching preschool. So I wasn't making an, enough money to support us in any way. So that was really, really scary. There was a lot of fear involved in that situation financially. It also took a huge toll on us in our relationship. Of course, he was in, you know, chronic pain and that's very depressing. So he did experience difficulties with that. I felt very alone. I felt like everything was on me to figure out and to solve and all the pressure and being, you know, just having like a newborn and then a seven year old. And we also had children from China that came to stay with us because we hosted them for international students. And it was just there was a lot going on. A couple weeks after that happened, we had a flood in our home. And so we needed to move out for six weeks. That was extremely stressful to do with the situation that we were in. So that was really hard and so on and so on. There was a bunch of other things that were happening, but essentially it was the most stressed out I had been in my life up to that point. And so you might find that as you're going through or you're beginning a spiritual awakening, everything might go chaotic on you like that. Further down the road, I think maybe it was like a year, maybe 18 months after that. My husband was still off work. He was off work for years. But my mom ended up, I had to call 911 and get an ambulance to her because she was having a stroke in front of me. And that, you know, that happened. And so there was just like these major things, one right after the other. And that was an interesting story as well, because she was actually misdiagnosed as well even though I was telling the doctor she had like, high blood pressure and I was giving them like her history and they still, the, the doctor told her that she had the flu. And we found out later, days later, that was actually like a breed on her brain. So anyway, so you might find that there's chaos that precedes this awakening. And it's interesting because it's it's tempered with these amazing experiences. So, you know, Had everything not occurred the way that it did one thing after the other, I probably wouldn't have been inclined to go to this development circle that I went to. And the only reason I went to that circle was because I was so stressed out. I wanted to learn how to meditate. I just wanted to learn how to chill and just like relax. And so I think when I look back, you know, that Development Circle changed my life. That's where I really realized that I was connected to spirits and that I received so much healing from that experience. And it's really interesting. The woman who facilitated that circle sadly passed away a few years ago. And the only reason I knew is that I had, she just popped into my mind one day. I mean, I'd thought about her lots. We'd lost touch unfortunately, but she kept popping into my head. And I was like, I got to check her up. Like, I got to look her up. Like, I looked her up on Facebook, so I wanted to send her a message to say hello. And when I looked her up, I saw that she'd actually passed away. And so it's interesting since that point, there's been several connections to her, like people that were in that circle with me that have shown up at like group readings that I've done and they didn't even know I was going to be the medium or they didn't know, like they they didn't realize that I didn't know they were going to be there. And yet, you know, we've seen each other in these different places and, you know, she's come through in the readings and stuff like that. And then just other people that have known her have shown up at my events. And so she's been present. She's been coming through a lot recently. And so it's very interesting. And I just think that that time when I look back, was so pivotal, and I think had it not been so crazy, I don't think I would have pushed myself out of my comfort zone to go to that development circle. It's very intimidating when you don't know you don't have any experience, and you're walking into this place, you don't know what's going to be said or done, you don't know if it's going to be weird, you don't know if it's going to be creepy or like there's all of these things, and I think I forget that sometimes because now I'm so used to it, but I really do celebrate. Any student who shows up to a class and you're new and you don't know anybody and you don't know what to expect, bravo, like for coming and just giving it a go. I think spirit really nudges us to do that. I think spirit like pushes us to do that because they know, they know what we need. But, anyways, so if you feel like everything's falling apart, you may be going through a spiritual awakening, divorce, breakups, flooding in your home natural disaster, trauma, change of career, major health crisis. Anything like that, I think if you're ready for it and the timing is right, you're going to you're going to go through some kind of spiritual transformation. The opportunity is definitely there in those times for sure. So, I hope that helps. I hope that gives you a little bit of insight into what what that transformation process is like. If I had any advice, I'd say really lean on spirit. Start to develop your relationship with spirit. Don't feel like you have to do it by some book or some code. Don't trust what doesn't feel right, what doesn't resonate to you. It's not for you. So don't trust that. Trust your own guidance, your own inner compass. Be gentle with yourself as you're going through this. Don't expect that you have to know everything in one day and you have to learn everything all at once. Let yourself be curious. Let yourself enjoy it as much as you possibly can. And when it's painful, really go inward and really really lean also on your guide and your loved ones in spirit. And you'll find too that you'll start to create or start to become a part of to join a community. You know, there's gonna be soulmate friendships that are put in front of you, sometimes in the form of a teacher or a mentor, sometimes friends. My two of my dearest, closest friends I met because of my spiritual journey. One was a student of mine and one or client, and then a student and Then became a really, really, really close friend. And then also another one that we took a mentorship course together. And we've never met in person, but we're going to change that soon. But it's been years. I mean, I don't know. I think that mentorship was seven years ago, eight years ago. It's been a while. So, you know, these people are brought to us for a purpose and for a reason. And you'll start to find that you're just absolutely touched by. These amazing souls, they're part of your soul family. Oftentimes, you know, and it's like, you never get that experience where you just click with someone and you're like, oh my gosh, we must have known each other before because there's just an ease, there's a familiarity, you know, and that is something that really enriches your life. So if you're going through a spiritual awakening, you're not alone. And I think most people are, it's just to what extent, you know? So if you're in the thick of it, if you're in the weeds, just, you're not alone. I've been there. Many of us have been there. And just hold on tight and try to, as much as you can, appreciate the highs and the lows and the in-betweens and recognize that it's a beautiful adventure. Not for the saint of heart, not necessarily like easy all of the time, worth it, in my opinion, 100%. So just know I'm sending you love. I love you. Spirit loves you. Your angels love you. You got this. And if you have any stories or comments or insights around your spiritual journey, your spiritual awakening please feel free to send them in to me. I'd love to read them and I'd love to even share some of them on the podcast if you're open to it. So email Medium at gmail.com and there you have it. If you have any questions around development circles, I do have some that are starting up on Zoom and in person. So feel free to reach out. I'm always happy to chat with you about it. and just sending you off with hopefully some inspiration to go forward recognize that you're badass sensitive empathic beautiful spiritual warrior all right have a good wonderful rest of your day and we'll talk soon bye thanks for listening if you've enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the show Please share it with others, post about it on social media, or feel free to leave a rating and a review. You can follow me on Instagram at Melissa White Medium or on Facebook, Psychic Medium Melissa White. Thanks again and I'll see you next time.